Welcome to the Corporate Survivor Podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career confidence, build your skills and value, increase your salary, and the many lessons we learn in the corporate world. For more career support, click on over to www.mayping.com. This is Mayping, your corporate leader turned career coach. I hope you enjoy, like, and subscribe. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday and welcome back to my 30-day career livestream series. And today I actually have a very interesting topic I want to talk about and it is all about career mindset. Now, this is one of, you know, mindset is one of those things that we talk about all the time and specifically for Today's live stream is really inspired by this one quote I saw on Instagram. And what this quote on Instagram said was, success is a result of 20% strategy and 80% mindset. So I repeat, I saw this quote on Instagram that said that success is 20% strategy and 80% mindset. So what do you think? Do you agree? that career success can really be solely attributed to only mindset? Or do you think there's more to that in terms of making sure that you apply the right strategy, you apply, you are taking the right steps, you are applying the right advice and being consistent as well. So that is really the inspiration behind today's live stream. And I know that, you know, mindset is a very big topic on its own. But I think that for today, this specific live stream, let's maybe talk about when, or rather the sequence of when you should have a strong mindset throughout your career. Now, one of the things that I talk about very, very often is how at every single career level, it requires a new version of you. So, what the new version of you would normally look like, it would normally start with the mindset of approaching every single career level, whether you're a fresh graduate, junior executive, senior executive, manager, director, or even somebody who is preparing for C-suite level, it definitely starts from mindset of believing that you deserve a seat at the table, you can do the job, and then we move on to the next part, which is then basically learning how to do the job, right? So the next part, then we can go into strategy, we can go into skill set, we can go into visibility strategy, networking, online branding, all these things. What is, I guess you can call it um, strategy, comes later. But I wouldn't necessarily agree with that quote that I saw online that said that, you know, the strategy part is only 20%. I think that is um, grossly overrating the, the importance of mindset. And I think that because if let's say, right, career success is 80% mindset, then why are we working so hard for it? Shall we just go and, you know, do some meditation and manifestation exercise and that's enough? Which I don't necessarily think so. So I think when you come across um, different sort of... Um, uh, quotes online or you know advice online and all these more inspiring content online always make sure that you are a little bit more objective in terms of like really asking yourself whether does this make sense like if it's just my you know 80 percent mindset alone and let's say you go to your corporate job right and you know most of my clients my community you guys are working 
in the 9 to 5 corporate world. So just think about it, right? If you have a very positive mindset, you have a growing mindset, you have a, a mindset of like wanting to improve all the time, sure, but is that enough? Is that good enough to do your job well? Now, that part actually requires strategy, right? Let's say you have a very good mindset, okay? But is that good enough to get you promoted? Probably not because you need a very clear um, performance review goal with your boss, right? Then, for example, you can come on LinkedIn and be extremely positive and have a very solid mindset. However, if you don't actually learn the steps on how to find a job on LinkedIn by building a strong profile, optimizing, and basically all the steps that I teach my clients, if you don't know any of these strategy and steps, then is the mindset alone enough? So I think that is really the point that I want to allude into you know, allude in today's um, live stream, which is, you know, not discounting the fact that mindset is not enough, but really, I think being objective. And I think the sequence mat probably matter more than the percentage. Now, it's really, really true that first, if you want to do anything, it all starts from the mindset first. Now, mindset is the first step. Then normally what I recommend is that Step two, then is the skill set. And then step three, now you're ready to talk about branding. Now, this is actually the uh, three-step framework that I currently teach in my course at www.thecorporatesurvivor.co where step one, phase one, we need to tackle the mindset first. Now, a lot of reasons why, um, you know, one of the biggest reasons why many 9 to 5 working professionals actually do not succeed in the corporate world is because they... Yes, they have a general positive mindset of learning, wanting to do well, enthusiastic, dedicated. All these are good things, right? But I think what's actually missing is they are missing the mindset of actually what it takes to do well in the corporate world. And I, can, and I call it the corporate mindset. And you can call it the um, corporate culture, if you will, depending on the size of the company and so forth. But for someone like me who has been working in the corporate world for a really, really long time, and I think there is such a thing called the corporate mindset. And it differs very slightly depending on the size of the company. But I would say that generally speaking, if you are somebody who is working in the 9 to 5 corporate world in a structured organization, then the corporate mindset definitely applies to you. Now, this is really, really important that you actually understand how to operate within the corporate world so that all your time, effort and energy, all the upskilling, all the value that you can bring actually can contribute and can add value to this current company that you're in or this new company that you have just joined. And again, this I think is also one of the biggest problems I see in 9 to 5 professionals also, which is only defining career mindset as being positive. Now, just being positive alone, it's not enough, I would say that probably define career mindset a little bit more in terms of where do you see yourself up the corporate career ladder? Are you staying stuck or are you always focused on what can I do to reach the next step of my career? And that could mean a higher a higher level in terms of job title, it could mean more interesting opportunities, or it could mean maybe pursuing a passion project. Like whatever that is, right, that should be very clear to you. And the mindset that you take on should lead you towards that goal. 
then to me, that is an effective career mindset, not just a general one that you feel that you need to be positive all the time and you need to be learning, enthusiastic, but it doesn't actually lead anywhere, if that makes sense. So once you're clear on where you are, where you are right now and where you want to be, then the other thing that's also worth um, getting clear in terms of your career mindset is how does how do you fit in the current company right now? Now, this is something I think a lot of people also do not talk about. And I think this is, but this is a really, really important part of corporate career culture. And I call it the career mindset is because if you are starting a new role, and I work with a lot of nine to five professionals who are starting at their new jobs, whether it's their first job, their next job, or they're just trying to do better in their current role. And a lot of them actually sign up for my program, which I actually go through with them the first phase and like I said, knowing where you are and where you want to be. But secondly, how do you fit in the overall corporate world jigsaw puzzle so that you know how to navigate your way around? And the other thing also is to understand that what do you actually need to do in the first 30, 60, 90, and then 3, 6, 9, and 12 months? Now, I consider all these mindset because it's all about expectation versus reality. Because if you're kind of like going in blind, then it's going to be very difficult to become successful. And I think that is probably a problem that a lot of people face when they sign the job offer, they're very happy going into the role. And then, you know, maybe in 30 days, you know, 60 days after the joining, after joining the new company, you may decide that, hey, actually, this is not really what I expect or I'm um, not getting the right information or it's um, a bit misaligned to what I thought I signed up. And... The real question is then, have you taken all the necessary steps to develop your career mindset beyond just the um, general positivity, which really does not help, right? So really think about the scope of the uh, mindset work that you have put in, not just you know the positivity stuff, not just the manifestation stuff, but really around tangibly understanding structure, tangibly understanding culture, as well as where you fit. I think this will give you a lot more clarity on the kind of mindset that you need to adopt at every single career level. Because as I said, for every single career level, it requires a new version of you. So once you have sorted out the mindset, and I probably would allocate 20% to mindset in terms of career success, but that 20% is the beginning part. So once you have that 20% locked down, then we can talk about the 80%. And personally for me, I think the 80% is all about strategy, skills, and consistency. Now, why all these three need to come in together is because uh, uh, magic does not happen overnight. Success also does not happen overnight, no matter how you know what you read on online or on, on Instagram and so forth. So these three things are going to be very important. The first thing is that you need to have a strategy because you need to know where you are going to go. If you don't know where you're going to go, then um, all the time, effort, and energy that you are going to put into this current role on this new job, it's going to be directionless, and that's going to be a problem. If you don't know where you're going, and you don't know what is the outcome of what you want to get out of this role, what is then going to happen is you are probably not going to improve on the right skill set. right? So this two portion, I did talk about in the live streams a couple of days ago. You can definitely check that one out. But strategy first. Knowing where you want to go, what is your goal in the next 6 to 12 months is going to be important so that you can actually focus. And this is actually a 
section that I do teach my students in my course as well as clients who work with me one-on-one. So once you're clear on that, then second part, we're going to focus on upskilling. Now, we're not going to upskill everything because we're not going to spend time upskilling something that is irrelevant or is maybe not um, a significant problem, but the process of upskilling, particularly the top 12 soft skills that I teach is going to be important because if you miss one, then no matter how much mindset, how much positivity that you have, you are probably still going to struggle because it is the skill set that allows you to do better at work. It's, it's the one that actually allows you to deliver your work high quality, making sure that you are reliable and can be trusted in terms of adding value as a professional. So kind of make sure that you don't lose sight on these things because it's not really the, um, the most obvious things for a lot of people, but definitely super duper important. Now, once you can do both, right, you have a clear strategy of where you want to be in the next 6 to 12 months for this current job. You have a list of skills that you are going to upskill. Then the third thing then, what you need is um, consistency. Consistency. Because if you think that something is going to magically improve in one or two days, it's not going to happen. For example, if you are trying to learn about the industry, that's going to take some time. If you're going to improve on the skill, it's going to take some time too. If you're going to implement a visibility strategy or you're trying to build your LinkedIn branding, that's probably going to take a little bit of time. So how much consistency do you have um, to really pull through and really see the results at the end? And I'll give you guys a very simple example. So recently, um, recently one of a, a new client came to me and told me that she wanted to improve on her communication skills because she felt that she has been working for almost 20 years and she always felt that there was a problem in terms of communicating with people. She has gotten some pretty critical feedback over the years, but she just brushed it off and tried to ignore up to the point that she now feels like it's going to be actually a really big problem. If she doesn't resolve her communication problems, then it's going to be very difficult for her to get to the C-suite level. She's already at the director level, right? So she, the next level obviously is at the C-suite level. So she came to me asking me uh, what we can do. And obviously what I did was actually recommended uh, after a consultation session, I understood a little bit better of um, about her problems. I actually recommended her to actually get started with the course first, where, as I said, phase one, phase two, and phase three, specifically phase one to make sure that she also develops a very clear understanding of where she fits in the organization and understanding herself as well as other people who are whom she's working with. Now, a lot of problems is that if you are only focused on yourself, then likely you may not necessarily have a lot of self-awareness. And the problem also is you may not actually understand how you come across to other people and how the personality dynamics actually work together. So I actually recommended her to get started on this course first. And then um, when she actually moved into phase two, which is um, for the course, the second phase, phase two, uh, which is get confident with corporate skills, when she went through the skills gap assessment, so I, I had like a, I have a full-blown video training on skills gap assessment for the top 12 soft skills. So when she went through the top 12 soft skills, she actually identified that across the communication group of skills, which are actually three skills that I go into detail, which is expressing yourself, listening skills, as well as EQ, she ranked very, very, uh, she ranked very low scores. And she also highlighted a lot of the problems that 
um, she had encountered uh, in the matrix that I recommend and I also share my students. So now it's a good thing. Now there is actually a very tangible way of starting something. Because I think sometimes like if you do not objectively assess where your skills problems are, your skills issues are, what's then going to happen is that you will continuously feel like it's because of your mindset that you, you are not doing well. That's not true. It's a skill set problem. It's probably not a mindset thing. It's because you haven't, ha haven't actually took the time to critically assess your skills gaps. And we all have skills problem. And that's actually very normal Like because, you know, we are individuals, unique individuals at that. And we will all have skills gap. But I think when you do not sit down to critically assess them, or maybe you are assessing it the wrong way, you know, you're learning from some YouTube videos, I don't know, then you may not actually feel like you are clear on the extent of the problem and therefore getting help, whether it's, you know, consultation sessions with a coach, mentor, or you sign up for a course, you may not necessarily know what you don't know, right? So therefore, I specifically included the lesson around skills gap assessment before deep diving into the actual lessons itself is to give you the awareness that, hey, these things I'm not great at, but the good news is that I can fix it, right? And I think that's the most important thing. Now, moving on to the third portion of the strategy part is actually around consistency because nothing actually happens quickly. And for this particular client as well, right? So after she assessed that she had a bunch of communication problems and it was actually something that um, came across very clearly when I worked with her on interview skills, interview coaching. So after that, she also did ask me, like, can we, how can we get started first? And like I said, I told her, let's do a proper skills gap assessment and she has done it. And the next session then is let's look at the extent of it and which are the ones that we may want to improve on first. And I think to be realistic, I think anybody that tells you that, you know, a, a critical skill, and when I say critical skill, it's likely, you know, communication, productivity, critical thinking, strategic thinking, right? Management skills. If anybody tells you that that can be fixed immediately, um, then, then you're, it's probably theory. It's probably theory. So it does require a little bit of time as well. So that's why usually when I work with my clients, um, after they have gone through the course, which is solving the foundation, and I may also do one-on-one -on -one sessions, which is more of a feedback session to continuously improve. Because most of the time, you may not know what you don't know. And it may be quite helpful at certain junctures to actually get some feedback in terms of what exactly you need to do and what you are doing wrong. So I think, you know, realistically speaking, that is probably the best way to learn. Because one of the questions that I get asked a lot also in terms of career, you know, can you do it on your own or should you get a coach, should you get a mentor? I would say that at the end of the day, it's really up to you. But recognize that we all have blind spots and, you know, you may not, it's like you don't know what you don't know, right? And when you don't know what you don't know, then how can you objectively assess what's going on with yourself? So if you have that sort of like high level of self-reflection and self-assessment, I think that's really great for you. But I think for a lot of people, it's very, very challenging to see their own blind spots and therefore, um, you know, they do get advice from a coach or a mentor or a friend and so forth. But uh, just make sure that you are getting advice from the right people. Otherwise, it may actually create a lot more frustration in your career as well. So that is basically my, um, my little formula around where does mindset sit in the 
career success formula, which is basically you need mindset, you need skill set, then you need consistency. Without consistency, nothing is going to happen. And a lot of it, mindset alone is not enough. Strategy actually is a very big part. And strategy could be, you know, your career direction. How are you going to get there? The skill set that you need to get you there, the relevant visibility strategies and so forth, branding and so forth, that's going to help you get there too. And obviously, at, towards the end, it's... um. If you're not consistent in it, then nothing is going to happen because like magic does not happen overnight. And I know that the journey of self-improvement, is, it's a lifelong journey, so to speak. And that is also one of the reasons that when I initially launched the course, I actually, um, I actually made it um, eligible for every... It's like, it's like a rolling one-year program. But gradually, I, you're getting feedback from my clients and my students... And also recognizing the fact that, hey, career is a journey. I actually decided to change it to lifetime access. So right now, for any students or clients who sign up to the course, it's actually fully lifetime access because I recognize that um, your career is not a one-year journey. It's a 10, 20, even 30 years, depending on where you are right now. And really, that's the inspiration behind that. So mindset, skill set, and then, of course, visibility strategy. But all these three can only work if you are ready to put in the work. And what does you are ready to put in the work mean is, are you ready to be consistent? And how clear are you that that you want to achieve that career goal that you have set out for yourself? I think these are really, really important questions for you to ask yourself as you continue on your career journey. And why I wanted to talk about this topic today, <laughs> and since today is Friday, is because a lot of people... You know, a lot of people, what they do is that they spend the whole weekdays waiting for Friday. Then Friday is when they try to escape. They try to escape, right? And whatever escaping means, it could mean, you know, you're going, you go for drinks, try to forget stuff. You are probably going to, uh, maybe you can go for a spa or you could basically do a bunch of other activities while waiting for Monday to come. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you are waiting for Friday. Now, this was a topic that I have talked about in some of the earlier live streams around, you know, Motivation Monday, Escaping Hard Truth. So if you missed any of my 30-day careers live stream, make sure that you check out the replays on my YouTube channel or my Spotify. So I've already uploaded a lot of very interesting episodes there. And the real inspiration behind these 30-day career live stream series is I just really wanted to come online and really talk to you guys and share some interesting perspectives of good versus bad career advice that I have been seeing across social uh, on multiple social media. Most of the stuff I don't really agree with, but it's just an opportunity for me to share some perspectives with you from somebody who has actually been in the corporate world in senior leadership positions and hopefully you learn something from it. So, Thank you so much if you are watching live. And if you want to join the rest of the live sessions, make sure that you dial in and join me at 9 o'clock Malaysia, Singapore and Hong Kong time for every single day in May. And right now, if you are watching live, feel free to ask me a question. So I'm probably going to answer a couple of questions and we'll see how we go from there. All right. Hi, Ivan. Good to see you here. Hey, Marco. Good to see you here as well. All right, so let's have a quick look at a question or a comment. So Raghavan is saying, business mindset and family mindset are two different things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, whether you are thinking about your career or business and your family, it's 
basically different priorities, right? And and probably I'm not going to talk so much about business because a lot of my clients and community are working in the 9 to 5 corporate world. But definitely, I, I think that um, career, you know, we spend many, many hours at work. And I think sometimes like that creates, um, I won't say confusion, but more like a misplaced in priority for a lot of people that, your family maybe gets, um, maybe not abandoned, but <laughs> deprioritized. So I think it's really, really important that you actually remember why you are working so hard for. And this is actually something that I've talked about extensively in a lot of my podcast episodes as well. Um, just a quick note, in case you all don't know, the reason why I left the corporate world was because um, I decided to resign and return back to Malaysia to care for my mom who was ill. So I'm not going to go into a lot more detail here because um, I have had like multiple episodes. I think it's episode 87, 100 and a couple of other live streams. I think live stream day two, I talked a lot about family, you know, choosing family and on Mother's Day, I also talked a little bit more about that. So at the end of the day, what is important for you in your life right now, then make sure that you prioritize that. But I say that, you know, at the end of the day, career is a very big portion of our life. And most of the time when we are looking at our careers, we're looking at you know, 10, 20 or 30 years. So make sure that you are actually planning your career and having the right mindset, whichever career level that you're at, I think that's going to really help a lot to make sure that you remain focused. All right. Okay, let's, let's have a look at another question. All right. So what are some of the differences between using a coach versus using the methods that coaches share on socials other than accountability? All right, so I think this is a pretty big question and I have sort of answered it very slightly across um, different live stream episodes as well. In fact, just yesterday, I was actually talking about the difference between um, paid content versus um, uh, free, uh, free, uh, free advice versus paid advice as well. But specific to this question, I think the first thing is that you need to be very clear. Whoever that is sharing advice on social media, uh, do they have the success that you want in your career? And let, let me be more specific. The people who are sharing advice on social media, number one, are they actual coaches? Do they have the actual experience that you want? So for example, if you are working in the 9 to 5 corporate world, you want to have career success, is that coach who is teaching you all these things and telling you all this advice on social media, have they been there, done that? If they have not, then that's theory. Or it's something that they have probably plucked, out, plucked from Google because... Um, that's just theory. So I think it's really, really important to um, be very clear who is the one giving the advice on social media because honestly, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But it's really up to you to determine whose opinion actually makes sense to you. Like for me, most of my audience and most of my clients and my community, they are also working in a 9 to 5 corporate job and they look up to me because I have a very established track record in the corporate world. In my last position, I was a senior director at Health Governance and Control at Standard Chartered and I was also the hiring manager for fresh graduates all the way to director level. I have hired and I've also sat in C-suite meetings. So if I say something, then it's like it likely comes from the many years of experience that I've had in the corporate world and therefore it's practical, it's implementable and it is also something that um, I teach in my course right now at www.thecorporatesurvivor.co. So 
the who is the ones giving the advice, to me, it, would, it matters way more than actually what is all this um, bombastic advice that's like going viral right now that may or may not be correct because there will be some things that sounds like a good idea online, but it's not actually a good idea in reality. So I'll give you an actual more tangible example over here. For example, online, there are tons of content, tons of advice and methods saying that, you know, you should just quit, right? Just just resign. Say this, say that. Like half the time, like all those things actually do not work. Coming from actually someone with corporate leadership experience and a former hiring manager, a lot of the advice out there actually do not work and actually will create a very negative perception of you. But anyway, to answer this specific question directly, who you learn from and who you listen to matters the most. And the second part of the question is around the methods as well. So as I said, theoretical methods, anybody can teach you that. Anybody can go to Google and tell you exactly what they have um, read. Or they, and now and, and to be honest, right, I, I have seen a lot of coaches go on social media and they only, they've attended a course of some sort, like some sort of workshop and training, then they more or less copy and paste the advice on their own platforms. But why I still say those are theory is because if you have not experienced it before, you will not, you will not know how to troubleshoot to solve the problem. And I think that is actually the biggest challenge that unfortunately, it, I think if you work with coaches like that, what's then going to happen is that if you, are, if you truly, truly have a problem, they may not be able to give you the strategy or give you the perspective or behind the scenes insight that you need to be aware of because they have not been there. So how can they teach you or share with you something that they have not, they have not done? And why I say this is so true is because number one, right, these people who are giving you guys advice on careers, and I know a lot of them, actually come to me for real advice on their career problems, just so you know. And then number two, the uh, how I know all these methods don't work is because when clients come to me, I always ask them, what have you done before coming to me? Who have you spoken to? Whose training have you attended? And why did it not work out? That's the first question I ask a lot of my clients who come to me for my, for my first one-on-one session. And I get a lot of information <laughs> on... This person, that person, that person, whatever advice that they have been following, but actually didn't work. So um, I just want to make sure I don't get sued, but I will say that uh, from, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, uh, I will say that a lot of it is theory. And I think that for someone who will truly be able to help you, specifically, you know, if you want career growth and like actually climbing up the corporate ladder, navigating problems around your career and stuff like that, if the person has already done it, has already achieved the success that you want, has already achieved the career level that you want, I think that helps a lot. Okay, so the I know the last part of this question sort of asks around accountability and I think it really depends because there are some, I have also seen uh, what I call accountability coaches, which they actually don't really know what you do in terms of like your career. They don't know. But what they are very good is like... Uh, being a project manager, being a being a uh, yeah, being a project manager, like a like a timekeeper, where they will continuously chase you. But I think at the end of the day, like you decide, because if if you're looking for someone from accountability, then like it's almost like you're hiring a, an alarm clock, for lack of a better word. So 
I think if you really want to make it effective, like there needs to be a bit of a strategy when you work with a coach. And I'll give you some examples of the clients who actually work with me directly. Now, the first step usually is my clients will book a one-on-one -on -one consultation session with me, right? To be very clear on where their problems lie. And this is, is actually during these consultation sessions, I actually learn about the other bad advice that they have tried online and didn't work. Whether it's on Google, YouTube, or other coaches and mentors, I actually know a lot about that. So once we diagnose problems, most of the time, right, if you are talking about career success in the 9 to 5 corporate world, it's actually something that I cover in my course at www.thecorporatesurvivor.co. So there are a few things. You either have a problem adapting to the new company's culture. You don't understand the corporate world or you cannot work with people or you are a bad communicator. You have never been able to manage upwards. Productivity sucks. You are too quiet that you are not given opportunities. You couldn't get promoted because you didn't know how to sell yourself, right? You couldn't get more career opportunities and you're always just relying on your boss. Like these are just a simple list of like general problems that um, do come across, do come up a lot. And that's actually something that I cover. So all the clients who work with me long-term, they have to go through this course because this course is the foundation. And then for clients who want to work with me the, on the, at a you know, more deeper level after, what I usually do is this. We will do a catch-up once a month. And the catch-up is not about maping asking about, hey, have you done this? Have you done that? Like, I am not anybody's babysitter or rather, you know, account, that sort of accountability coaching to me, you know, like an alarm clock things, kind of not really what I do. So what I tend to do is, Okay, we'll catch up once a month, right? Every four weeks. And let's actually talk about the problems that you are currently facing right now. What has happened in the last 30 days and what messed up and what happened. Then my clients will tell me what happened. I will share a bit of a perspective as to what they are not seeing, potentially what this is, these are perspectives that their boss wants them to know, but they don't know because they are never at that level. And we also talk about, obviously, what are the next steps? And also reflect on some stuff that they have done well. So to me, I see it as a feedback loop and a course correction and navigation around the corporate world. I don't do this sort of like, hey, let's motivate you. Let's try to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I mean, there is such a thing called accountability coach and kudos to them. But I think that, you know, career success and like career growth and navigating the corporate world is a lot more complicated than just like, hey, these are the stuff I found on Google or like, hey, you know, these are timelines that you commit to and then just acting as a project manager, which personally to me doesn't really add a lot of value. And for me, in the past, when even when I was in corporate, the coaches on, you know, the mentors that I learned from are like one or two layers higher than me. So when I was the, as an associate director, I learned from senior vice presidents. I learned from like, business CEOs because to me like they are the people who have like are so well ahead of me that I feel that I can learn as much as possible from them and just by observing them and the perspectives that they share with me the things that they teach me I know that it's a long-term goal it's a long-term um, experience and insight that I don't want to hit that roadblock when I get there I want to know it now and for me that's how I help but of course right um, different coaches have different methods and I have also covered in episode 106 and 107 in my podcast in terms of like when should you work with a coach or um, how do you pick a coach and you can definitely go and check that one out 
if you guys want. Anyway, 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 that was a bit of a rant. And I hope that it's a very interesting topic that you guys can think about since today is Friday. And I know that, you know, mindset is something that, you know, we tend to think of it as a bit of a rah-rah-rah. But I think there's so much more tangible, you know, there's so many more ways that you can make it tangible, you can make it objective so that you can objectively assess like what's next and then take the right action as well. So with that, it's a bit of a rant, but with that, you know, I will see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong time. And if you want to catch the replay, you can feel free to check it out on Spotify as well as YouTube. So till then, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.